Welcome into the Unsportsman Like Podcast, Sportsman Like Conduct Podcast. My name is Colin Lawson. That was my horrible Matthew McConaughey impression. Um, <laughs> we're back from winter break. Hope everyone had a good Christmas, a good New Year's. Happy Indeed. Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is. Hope it was a good break. I'm back with my main man, Andy McDonald. Andy, how you doing today? Yo, I'm doing great. Anytime you get your classes canceled to start off a uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning, that's it's always a good thing. That's so. right. That's right. We had some ice here on the campus of Central Michigan in my Can't Pleasant. really complain um, about yeah. that. Early classes were canceled. Yeah. Of course, it was right before any of mine took place. <laughs> so I didn't do so well. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we're back here nonetheless. Excited to get going. No Von Lozon anymore, unfortunately, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Man, shed he, a tear. Shed he a graduated. Tear him and I started this podcast last year around this time. Uh, sad to see him go, but we wish him nothing but the best. In his place, we got the new kid. We got Dylan Getz, the uh, the freshman who just yeah. joined CM Life last semester. What's up, guys? I'm uh, you know Dylan Getz. Um, happy to work with you guys this year. I'm excited to get started on on Sportsmanlike. Should be fun. We're happy to have you, man. The, sure. the kid's got some talent. We're excited to, uh, <laughs> to see what you bring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we br- do bring back our um, illustrious producer, Alex Hansen, who's in the corner running the show, as My always. Uh, so, look, you guys, you all ready to get the ball rolling? Let's, let's go. I'm always let's ready. Get, let's do it. All right. The big news this week on Monday night, we had the national championship in Tampa, Florida. We had Clemson Tigers, oh, Alabama yeah. Crimson Tide. Just a grudge match to the, best, to the two best teams in the country. A rematch from last year. Um, like I, to me, it kind of had like that Warriors Cavs feel. Like it almost oh, felt yeah. like this yeah. was Clemson's oh, yeah, year. Sure. All sure. year, you know, they were looking at Bama. The yep. whole year, they wanted them. Going into the playoff, Clemson didn't look that good. Their defense was pretty average. Yep. Um, Virginia Tech almost beat them. Pittsburgh beat them. Troy almost beat them earlier in the year. So I never really thought this was Bama's championship to lose. Clemson behind Deshaun Watson, just an amazing performance. They pulled out in the last second touchdown. What are your guys' takeaways from uh, from the great game on Monday? I mean, really, from the start of the game, I mean, you watched Alabama kind of get into Sean Watson's head and really, I mean, get him off of his game. He wasn't playing well. Their whole offense wasn't playing well. I think they had that one drive, like, in the middle of the second quarter, towards the end of it maybe, yeah. where they actually got something going, scored a touchdown. But, I mean, just the way he came alive in the second half of that game, I actually wasn't able to turn it on until the fourth quarter started, but that's kind of when all the action happened anyway. <laughs> you, so You saw the yeah. best part. You yeah, didn't miss anything up to that. That's yeah, really yeah. when it mattered. And, I mean, I mean, you got to give I mean, Alabama credit because they still hung around in that game, and they, and they played a good game. It's just I think Deshaun Watson knew what he wanted. He he was back for a reason to win that, and he got the job done. you got to give him full yeah. credit. I felt It felt good to see him win that. And, I mean, let's be honest, it's good to see the, the king get knocked off the top for once. So. Oh, yeah. Dylan, what did you see out of the game? So I thought, immediately I thought, you know, after the four and a half hours it took for the game to finish, I thought, you know, um, instant classic. It was a great game. Deshaun Watson really took control in the fourth quarter, and, uh, you know, he started to get better and better as the game went on, I felt like, because it was really slow from the start. But, um, you know, it really came down to the last play, and exactly that's what happened. Uh, Sean Watson, TD pass to win it, and... Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a great game, rematch from last year. Uh, Deshaun Watson really set out to go and get reclaim reclaim that crown. So it, it definitely was a great game. You know, I kind of had that feel in the beginning. Bama seemed like they were going to pull away. They went up fourteen nothing. Mm-hmm. Bo Scarborough was running out of his mind. Yeah, they couldn't that, tackle him. Exactly. He gets hurt in the second yeah. half though, and then Damien Harris comes in, not nearly the physical threat. That really slowed down Bama's offense because you saw Jalen Hurts could not beat him with his arm. In the end, he got the big touchdown with his legs. But yeah, I think that yeah. lack of a passing attack really hurt them all game long. What do you think, Andy? It, uh, no, for sure, and that's definitely true. And what you uh, going back to Jalen Hurts, you said he got that touchdown. That was kind of the play that I really thought where it's like, 
okay, Bama's about to win this game again. But, you know, there was enough time left on the clock. You could see for Clemson to do something. That's where you see the maturity of a player, you know, making plays late in the game like that to be able to win them the game. But, no, definitely, I mean, it was that that injury to um, their running back, Alabama's running back. That I mean, that, that changes the whole game entirely. I mean, we've seen that throughout bowl season when players get hurt. Can change the game. I think a lot of people thought it was over after Hurts got that touchdown. Like, okay, Bama's back. The yeah, defense exactly. is going to grind like, down the final possession. Right. But the way Watson looked those past couple drives, you you knew he's going to come out and give it his all. And he's the most confident player in the country, mm-hmm. arguably yep, the best exactly. player in the country. I, I I looked at my room and I said they left Bama, they left Clemson too much time. Yeah, oh Just yeah, like Michigan, exactly. They were Florida yeah. State in the cap yeah, in the Orange sure. Bowl, left yeah. them too much yep. time. Right. And then uh, you knew what the way that offense was playing, it was going to be exciting. And team like all his weapons just kept making the greatest catches on the final drive. Exactly. Leggett, Mike Williams. Oh my those gosh, two, he's a those beast. Those two huge catches. Yeah. He looks like Calvin Johnson out there. Dude, dude can right. make some no, catches. Oh my gosh, and then Connor, and then Mr. Wes Welker, Connor Renfro in the slot. Yeah, seriously, everything. I mean, I think those final couple drives, you really saw it as a senior team. Um, a championship team I mean, pulled out. Four, right. 420 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that, that kind of really says it all, and especially <laughs> the way that he started the game. I mean, it wasn't a good start for Deshaun Watson at all. No. The way he was able to turn it around, I mean, that's impressive, especially against the best team. In the, I mean, they can call themselves the best team in the country now, but right. the team that has been the best for how many years now? Right. So, and that's mean, that's, what, right. Legends come up in the biggest moments. Exactly. And there. Um, that's for sure. A lot of people are talking right now that um, obviously a couple days before Nick Saban fires Lane Kiffin yeah, or he yeah. quits, Nick Saban really threw him out the door. He was sick pretty of much. His, yeah. He was sick of yeah. the antics. He was sick of arguing with him. Do you guys think maybe Saban got a little cocky there? He was trusting himself too much. Or do you think he made the right move, Goma Sarkeesian? Dylan, what do you think? I think that honestly, I think that he uh, made the wrong move. I think that Lane Kiffin really um, provided a lot more um, expertise and things that things that people like us probably wouldn't see. And it kind of showed in the game, but I think he just got a little got a little cocky and just kind of threw him out because he didn't agree with him on some things. But I think that Lane Kiffin in the, you know, in the national championship, it, it would have made a difference. What do you think, Andy? I'm definitely more of an in-between state on it. I don't really think, to be honest, it mattered all that much because I, the the person who they had, <laughs> you guys remember the name of the guy that was calling plays for him in his place. I don't know why uh, I can't think of Steve it. Steve right Sarkeesian. Now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, He's going to be the guy next year. And yeah, they already exactly. knew that coming in. That's what I'm saying. I guess Sabian just wanted to start a jump he, start a little early. I mean, maybe right. it's the wrong time by Sabian to make a move like that. I mean, that's something that I'll yeah. never really know. But, I mean, overall, I don't think it affects Alabama that much because, I mean, they're, they're such a big and physical team in the first place that I, I don't. And, and that coach has been around them all season still. It's not like it's going to. I don't think it changes the game enough to really be the reason they lost this game with the way the game went. I mean, if they would have got blown out, then he could have made an argument. But the fact that it came down to a last possession where Clemson won the game on that play, that's why I don't think it's as big. But do you think since it, since it was such a close game, do you think maybe having Kiffin in there, the guy who had the chemistry with those players all season, I think all season these college kids, they're coming off the sideline. They look right for Lane Kiffin. They have the chemistry. Right. They've worked together for a couple years now. Your national championship game, you have a completely new guy. You only had a few days to prep with him. Does that make a big difference? I mean, very well could be. I, I mean, it, it definitely could. I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm in between on it. I don't really know what went down or why he decided he really wanted to make that move for the week of the championship. But if it's really and honestly like, like getting ready for next season, that's a dumb time to make a move like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it is definitely probably a dumb time to make that move. But you gotta, you gotta kind of look at it from the player's perspective as well. Um, if you're comfortable with the same coach and you, you're going through the, the same motions, even there might be some players who. We're on, uh, we're on his side compared to Nick Saban's side. Um, you're just used to that, and you're just used to the way you've played and the way you've played for a couple of years before. 
you know, I think um, it was definitely different for them. Uh, it probably didn't help, but we'll never know. Yeah. You got to think Lane Kiffin's feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. how the yeah, offense struggled sure a little bit. That. They He's lost. Oh, so yeah, just got to think, sure. uh, well, I, I told you guys, just laying back in his uh, lounge chair back at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's he's going to take time. over Florida Atlantic. We'll see what he does down the road. Yeah, now, we'll talking see. about this game in the context of history, obviously a lot of people taught in the last um, last couple decades called the 2005 Rose Bowl Championship, Texas-USC. Vince Young had like the sa- a similar moment late. A lot of people call that the best game ever. What do you guys think, Dylan? Uh, you were young. You were pretty young at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty you young at that better? point. I think, well, personally, I remember, um, you know, a few things about USC. I didn't really get to see USC's dynasty. Of course, I was too young, but I know um, they're comparable to a to Alabama and their dynasty. I know that this this loss in the national championship probably won't um, end to Alabama's dynasty at all. And by no means would I think that, but. Uh, they they do have a lot of you know good uh, recruits out of high school and stuff like that. But I think it was definitely a classic game from the from the just fan of football perspective. It was back and forth and it was really set up um, in the lights. Kind of you know Deshaun Watson kind of had to put the team on his back there at the end. So it was really entertaining from that perspective. And I mean, I can I can agree with that in a lot of ways because I think what you brought up that's a key point there is that you know it kind of ended USC's dynasty what they were doing. I mean, after that USC wasn't they they were still a team that was in the Rose Bowl you know years after that and everything, but they weren't a team that was you know competing for those national championships as much like that. And um, you know Vince Vince Young the way he played that game ended I kind of compare that to Deshaun Watson in a similar kind of way. But um, no, I, I, if I had to say what game I think was still better, I would still take the Texas and USC game just because of what it did to USC and how it ended everything. And everything went downhill from there. Obviously, there was other reasons for that, why Pete Carroll left, jump ship. Mm-hmm. Reggie yep. Bush, if you guys seen the 30 for 30, he still wouldn't even go back and talk about it. Exactly. I mean, it's it's it, it's crazy, but I mean, a lot of it, I still think, a lot of the arguments between the, the that, that team isn't really a team anymore. None of those guys seem to like each other or talk to each other anymore, obviously for other reasons too. But I think that Texas really just destroyed destroyed everything USC had in that game. I got to agree with you, Andy. Um, I watched both games very closely. Just that Texas-USC game, all the hype coming into it, both teams were undefeated. Yeah. Both teams were clearly two of the best teams of the whole decade, much less that year. You got Vince Young single-handedly pretty much taking on the three-headed monster of Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Lindell White. Exactly. And oh, apparently yeah. the greatest team ever. I remember going to that game, the experts in ESPN would say, well, this championship team have beat USC. Like, they compared every single national championship team. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. pretty much agreed that USC yeah. team was the best ever. Mm-hmm. Vince Young, yeah. single-handedly. In this game, Deshaun Watson had a lot of help from his wide receivers. He did. Vince he Young did. just ran all over USC. He, he, did. he, he didn't yeah, throw, the ball. The, he didn't yep. throw he, the ball at all in those final no. drives. They just couldn't stop his running. No, nope. right. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But both tremendous games, both both um, legendary games I think we'll never forget. I, I definitely want to see Deshaun Watson do better than Vince Young did in the NFL. That's for sure. Oh, I think yeah. he will. I think he will because he's obviously the much better passer. Yeah, and I can I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, think, I think Deshaun will be good in the pros. And just to correct myself, I said Connor Renfro was Hunter Renfro is the wide receiver for Clemson. For sure. And he had 92 yards, two touchdowns, and 10 catches. Just a monster game for that guy. Yeah, that's for sure. Looking you know, Bill fo- Belichick was uh, calling him up, wanted to get him on the page. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, <laughs> Jalen Edelman, uh, Wes Walker, yeah. Danny Amendola. Come oh, play yeah. for me, kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, he's loving that. <laughs> Look, jump ship, jumping forward to next year. Um, we got the ESPN early, the way too early top 25. <laughs> we got, of course, the Bama Christian Tide number early. one. They really don't lose that much. Jalen Hurts comes back. Mm-hmm. Bo Scarborough comes back. Calvin Ridley comes back. They lose some guys in defense, but they really got the bolt coming back, especially with all the, the top recruiting classes. They should, they should be the favorite next year again. <laughs> yep. a little, maybe a little bit surprising. Florida State at number two. 
They it lose Delvin Cook, different. but they pretty much bring everybody back. Yeah. DeAndre Francois, right. the whole defense. They have they have great recruiting classes coming in. Being a Michigan mm-hmm. fan, I definitely woke up to the team that they. I mean, that's right. So yeah. that's right. I Florida State is legit. I think they were just young this year, and that's why you saw them lose yeah, a bunch of those sure. games. Maybe a little more surprising is USC at number three. Yeah, yeah that is that is <laughs> yeah USC and Penn State right there, and that, that that's the straight Rose Bowl game. I mean, that's well, when well, USC loses their big playmakers, um, Adore Jackson, Juju Smith uh, Smith Schuster, yeah, Laquan Leon McQuay. I mean, they lose so many of their best players. That's why it's a little surprising. Penn State at four. Um, I think it's a little too early for that. What do you guys right. think about that, uh, that yeah, top four? Penn State will not go undefeated and make there's, the playoffs. There's no way. I can promise they you that They will not win the Big Ten next year. I, I know that Trace McSorley is good and everything else, but I just I, I don't. There's no way. That team yeah, is not that good. I can't see no. them doing it either. I mean, They still blew that game. They had that game against USC. Like They one, definitely did. And, and they blew it. So I Because they have no defense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. I think they got bailed out on a lot of Trace McSorley, just like jump balls in the yeah, last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, exactly. They lose Chris Godwin, the top guy of that. For so sure. Oh yeah, I know. I yeah, it was I really just too. throw it up in there, go make a play. It wasn't just it's, consistently it's not their be the system same. is that, better. That'd yeah. be that'd be the one team that I would definitely take out of that top right, four that's right. gonna just fall off. Toronto at the top ten, we have Clemson at five. They lose a lot. Ohio State at six doesn't lose a lot. Loses no. some key guys, Curtis Samuel amongst a few, but brings back the bulk of it. It'll be interesting. I I really don't I don't think J T Barrett's as good as everybody you know people. He's say not as good he as he used to be. He really hasn't shown that he can pass all that well. It's kind of seen a decline in that almost. So. Right. Yeah. It was got, almost better when he came in than when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Than where he is at right, right now right. since right. the injury. Ohio much. State usually doesn't have that many problems with quarterbacks, so they can they can pull a Car- Cardale Jones out of their pocket. Real. That's quick. right. They have a ton of talent yeah. there. Urban Meyer. I mean, you always yep. gotta trust him. Oklahoma State at seven. I think a lot of CMU fans remember Oklahoma State. I could not <laughs> believe the way they ended the year. You saw that bowl game? How they just dominated. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Col- was it Colorado? Was it's Colorado. Yeah, they Colorado. beat them like 30. So what what oh, happened wow. to Colorado? I, mean, I don't know. But how, did, how did CMU go to Oklahoma State this second game of the year and win? <laughs> Oklahoma State was, is amazing. Yeah. Whether how it was did, a flawed play in college or not. It was. That, that whole C- game was just so lucky. The fact that CMU beat them is yeah. just hilarious. And then went to finish 6-7. and seven. Well, Oklahoma State's number 7 for next year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that, that's that's the highlight for all those. Yeah, that's yeah. Cooper Rush's uh, right. thing right oh, there, yeah. for sure. We got that's our wa- national championship. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Washington Huskies at 8. They lose some stuff, but bring back, yeah. uh, bring back quarterback Jake Browning. Wisconsin at 9. Oklahoma at 10. And you got Michigan at 12. What do you guys think of that right there? Is there Michigan any, at 12, I think... I think honestly, I think Michigan is is a bit too high as well. I know uh, they're they're you losing think a lot of guys. Too high, so they should be even yeah, lower, maybe I think like they 20? should they should be even lower. I mean, they're going to be ranked, of course, but they're just losing too many guys like Jabril. Like um, without Jabril, they would be a totally different team. Yeah, uh, a lot of the outcomes. You know, I don't know if they'd be win loss outcome differences, but. Um, they'll definitely play a different. I way think they win the Orange Bowl. Peppers is there. That's exactly what I was. Yeah. He would have. He would have been able to. Uh, if people people act like people bit. that think yeah. he's overrated still for some reason and everything else, he's definitely act like he wasn't a difference in that game. Delvin Cook doesn't get those big runs. If he's well, in the game. yeah, and there was right. no, no running back him. did that to Michigan all year. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's a complete difference. So you got to think. Yeah, but you good? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, and I'll, I, I, I disagree with you on that. I think Michigan's right about right. I think that's where they should be ranked. I think they're a middling team in the top 25. I know that they lost a lot of people, and that's why I don't expect this team to be much better than 8-4, and 9-3. and three. I could see them losing you know, a couple games late in the season again, kind of like they did this year. You know, It was more of a disappointment this year. Next year, I would expect that. 
But I think Wilton Spate really is a good – I think at the end of the year, you know, everybody's really picking on him and saying, you know, like why is he playing so bad. I still think that guy was playing with some kind of injury, and that's a lot of the reason that he wasn't throwing as well as he was because you don't just decline that much. I mean, he right. he looked so good and just was progressively getting better, and then he, he got did, hurt against He didn't Iowa. even attempt a deep ball in the bowl exactly. game. Exactly. And that was his bread and butter all year. Yeah. So you know his arm it's, was hurt. Exactly. It's different. Yeah. It's different. And I, I think with him coming back as a, as a leader on that team, and they still have enough guys coming back on defense, they could still they, – and they got some good – recruits coming in obviously Michigan's Michigan has won the state of Michigan in recruiting by far so got the you know, top six guys yeah, top coming six people oh, yeah, all top coming to Michigan, Harbaugh so. is totally taking that over is, Michigan. yeah the Michigan impressive. State's got to pick something up quick or else they're going to be in a lot of trouble but in, in all seriousness I, I think Michigan's right right about ranked right at 12. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe a little lower maybe like 15 16 just because they lose so much but what a lot of people don't understand is these were all hoax guys everyone's yeah. saying this was Harbaugh's year this was Harbaugh's year really how could it be his year when he didn't recruit half of those guys that were starting Actually, three quarters of those guys weren't even his guys. Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis, Taco Charlton, yeah. Chris Wormley. Those are all hoax guys. Yep. Well, they were good players. He developed the talent. He definitely developed it. And those were guys that had no confidence the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why you saw them lose a lot of those close games this year. Because under Brady Hulk, that's all they did was lose. Oh, for sure. And I think that definitely hindered their development. I think Harbaugh and Co. pretty much helped those guys reach their potential at the time. But I think with his guys going forward, he can start them off the right path as freshmen. By the time they're seniors, they're going to be monsters. And I think he's definitely recruiting more athletic players. You saw against Florida State, they're physical. Well, Michigan really doesn't line up in the speed factor. No, yeah. Ben Gideon Mm -hmm. constantly did not get to his spot enough. And that's what resulted in a lot of those big cook plays. Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis yeah. wasn't quite tall yeah. enough. You see yeah, Harbaugh bringing yeah, in some taller right. corners, yeah. some faster guys. So I think he's definitely bringing in the type of player you need to win a championship. Next year they're going to be really young, but I think that will propel them for a great 2018 season. I, I think really anywhere else in the top ten is fair just because they need to prove themselves that they can still be a good team with right. all these people being gone. Because you know, everybody knows the talent coming in is great. But you don't know what it's going to be in the field until it's on the field. You never. If you know. don't see you him yet, you can only know. speculate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You haven't so. seen really any of these guys, but you do bring Spate back. You bring um, most most of the running backs. Yeah, you exactly. Some great wide receivers coming up. Oh yeah, having McCray and Gary receivers. back's great. I mean, they they, great, they, they yeah. have talent. Chase Winovich, Brian Monet. That's going to be a still a really good D line. Yeah. Um, and then Maurice Hurst, absolute beast. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's that good. Be, that'll be huge. It'll be an exciting year next I'm year. I'm excited for a new offensive line. I can say that after. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah that's I'm for sorry. Sure. Eric wow, Madison, Kyle Kalis, you yeah. guys were cool, but uh, we're not going <laughs> to miss you. Same thing with you, Ben Brady. Yeah, exactly. Good, good luck right. uh, with, with the NFL or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some NFL football, uh, wrap up the Lions season, talk about the upcoming playoff games. Um, yeah, we'll be right back. This is on Sportsmanlike Conduct. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with Unsportsmanlike Conduct. To my right, Andy McDonald. To my left, Dylan Getz. Hey, hey. Guys, How's we talked some uh, we talked some college football. 
Now it's time to go to the pros. Oh, um, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to talk about one pro team in the local team. Oh, the Detroit Lions. Oh, um, started the year. Not, we were 9-3. and three. We were riding sky high. The NFC North was right within sky grass. High. But before yes. you know it, here came the mighty Green Bay Packers, per usual, oh to steal oh. it out of our clutches. They ran the table, as quote Aaron Rodgers would say, <laughs> won their last six. Yep. As the Lions lost their last three. They get they get beat pretty badly at Fort Field, and then they get the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, a night game in Seattle, where they have never lost a playoff game under Pete Carroll. I heard some fans going into that game saying, "Hey, we match up well with Seattle." Yeah, and I said, plenty of them. "No, oh, you don't." Yeah. And no, I, I said, don't. "It's gonna be a bloodbath because there's Seattle and you're Detroit." Yeah, and it's exactly. In Seattle. And people and people still try to blame the refs for the entire game. Yeah, yeah. the refs were skeptical they were, per oh, usual. They, they were bad. But the Lions yeah, were honestly, they, they were bad. The, yeah. score, the, the final score was twenty-six to six. Right. There's you cannot blame the refs for twenty points. You just came out and played like garbage. Yeah, you can't you lose can't score to one six. touchdown. Yeah. You don't deserve to win. Yeah, there's no way you're gonna win in the NFL playoffs without scoring a touchdown. I mean, everybody blamed it on the refs too. I know. Yeah, scrolling like through always. Twitter, and it's, all and it was, was was just refs, refs, it's refs. There was bad calls. There yeah. was bad the calls. The face mask, the end zone, that was completely. You can blame that yeah. if it was similar to the Cowboys defeat a couple years ago when you lose by like a field goal. It was by twenty points. That's on you. I mean, yeah. and, but the thing is about that penalty that everybody complains about, or they on the three yard line, three four yard line, they still would have had third down. Try again. In yeah. The same spot because it would have been exactly because he, he caught it anyway. Right. It's just ridiculous that people put everything on the refs. Right. Yeah, the it's really that game. They, they need to. They need to. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't blame them for the last four games of the year. That's all I got to say. That's about totally. That. <laughs> yeah, they lost four games in the year, and then the fifth one in the playoffs. Like right, it was just awful. It really. just seemed like their defense could never get a stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thomas Rawls ran wild on them. We know mm-hmm. him very well. Played at U of M. Was a local local Flint boy. Yeah. Played in Michigan. Came to CMU right here as a grad transfer. Tore it up his last year, two years ago. Yeah. Now he's with the Seahawks doing big things. He yeah. ran for a, a career high twenty seven carries, one hundred sixty one yards, a touchdown. He broke Seattle's playoff record set by Marshawn Lynch. I mean, the dude just went nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did yeah, you guys see sure. out of him all game? Why were the Lions? He struggling tore up so the Lions' defense. He really did. Like he was running all over them all game consistently. Um, like you said, you know, just his stats show how how dominant he was against the Lions. It seemed like the whole game you were watching, and every time you'd look up, you'd see the Lions' defense out there and Seattle's offense. They really dominated the game uh, from start to finish, and um, I think that the Lions' defense really needs to improve, um, as well as the offense. I think they just got problems all around. Matt Stafford, I feel bad for him because he's got a lot of talent. He's <laughs> he's uh. He's the only one in there, you know, trying to, trying to do his thing. So, and I think I think most would agree with you. Stafford still, he did all he can. the offensive line is horrible. I'll give the, I will give the Lions fans this that you know that are just diehard and have to believe it. Stafford, that finger clearly affected him that in the season. Oh yeah. yeah, their passer oh, yeah. rating just went down because you know a lot of that's a lot of Lions fans blame it on too is that he got hurt like that. I can agree with that 100 percent from his standpoint, but not as a team. I mean, th- this happens. Year after year after year, I've been alive for 20 of them now, and I still haven't seen them win a playoff game. It's it's unbelievable that people still think that they're going to do this. I mean, they didn't beat a playoff team. I remember we were talking about it in the podcast, and I brought it up. I said when we were coming down to the stretch, the last three games of the year, I said the Lions have not beat a playoff team this season. You did. And they got three, and they got three playoff teams coming up. 
I they don't think they're going to beat any of them. They lost all three of them to end the season. They lost the Packers twice. They even lost to Houston in the middle of the season. They didn't beat a playoff team this year. Nope. Obviously, didn't beat Seattle. Washington looked like a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. they lost yeah. and didn't make it because the Lions <laughs> right. yeah, ended and up getting their spot. And, and that's yep. where when the Lions fans are happy and accepting that they made the playoffs, it's still good. Be positive you made the playoffs. For one, it's sad that we have to be happy about that. And for two, you had to rely on other teams to lose for you to get into the playoffs. That's not a good thing. Like, no matter what, it's not good. So They, like, they, they, for backed, Green in. Bay, they for, backed in. Say say the Lions did beat Green Bay and they won the division. If Green Bay got in because Washington lost, that's, that's a little bit different because they had to win so many games towards the end of the season to even be back in that conversation that right, it's a little right. bit different for them. But because the Lions lost the final three and they had so many, they had a two game lead of three to go. I mean, that really says it all. If you right, ask me. right. It it just amazes me how they're playing. Them and the Packers are at two completely different levels. And then when it comes time to turn on, they totally flip flop spots. Yeah, exactly. Like, why can't yeah, the Lions yeah. just be consistent? It's like the second Green Bay got good, the Lions like, oh wait, we can't be good anymore. It, I mean, the worst or, part, or is, was it that did they just start playing like worse, or was it just? They just weren't playing the good teams. Once they finally ran into the good teams, that they, was it. They, they just couldn't do it. I, I think that their their talent finally showed in that team. It's, it's just an average team. And when you when you look at um, the other losses during the season, I, I mean, we kept going back to it all year long. You got Tennessee and Chicago. Both of those losses are still. I mean, if you really want to complain about why they lost the division, they could have beat those two teams in those close games. Wouldn't even matter. They would have had a better record than the Packers. Right. They would have won the division. So. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it, they, it's another season where they lost it themselves. There's no one else to blame. They just did it themselves. Right. You can't bring, can't blame the rest for this one. I think that something else we should definitely take into account is that if uh, Matt Stafford was over there the first few games, you know, like elite Matt Stafford or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever you want to call him. You know, like every game came down right to the end, and I don't even, they don't, they didn't play like, especially in the playoffs, they didn't play like a 9 7 team. And they were a totally different team for the last, what was it, five weeks of um, the NFL season. And um, I think that without Matthew Stafford coming in clutch on those fourth quarter drives, they're probably one two win team. And you know, you you bring up the word elite. This is something that you know <laughs> might spark an argument with you guys. I have no oh, idea. Yeah. When it comes to Matt Stafford, okay, I think he's a great quarterback, really good. He, I mean, he's the only reason this team was getting wins earlier in the season and whatever else. But he still doesn't want a playoff game. Still doesn't want a division. Done anything like that. I know that the Lions, as an organization, suck, and he's been put into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't really consider someone an elite quarterback until they win something. And for me, he still hasn't done that yet. So right. how do you guys feel about that? He's very good, probably one of the best. But he's not in that. You can't be a lead if you don't want a playoff game. Exactly. And you can That's, say, oh, he has the bad team. That's not an excuse. Yeah, oh, a lot like, of people still put him in the category. To win a playoff game, it has to be a lot more of a team effort than just like individual talent. MVP is about invi- individual talent. You're the best football player. Yeah. Or elite. And he was in that discussion for but that's a the while. thing. He yeah. was yeah. in the discussion, yeah. and then the last, I mean, the finger, yes, mm-hmm. but the last three weeks, he completely took, took himself out of it. It wasn't even a question anymore. Right. He's, he's been really good for the last couple of years, but you can't be elite until you've done elite things players other elite play to, players do. Look at Big Ben. That dude has a leg oh. falling off every single season, and he still plays dude, through it and wins Tim games. He won't even want a playoff game. So don't <laughs> I, tell me he's, oh, yeah, he's got Antonio game. Brown, but guess who? Matt Stafford had. He had Kelvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, Kelvin Johnson. You, I, to me, that's why I cannot consider him an elite quarterback until he does something to, for me. I Just agree. show me that he's I agree. that he's a, much he's better. He's a beast, and we love him. And, yeah, and, and I love does, him, too. He does need more around him. He does need more around him. But he I'm sorry, some, he can't be lead. No matter how help. bad your team is, you can't just say, "Well, well, he would be lead if he had a good team around him." If it's buts were candy and nuts, you know all that. Yeah, crap. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't, and he hasn't won, so he's not elite. I hope he comes back to Detroit. I 
pray he's, that he oh, does. And if, if, if they he's don't, resigned. if they yeah. don't, then I can't he, see said, him going he said it's not else. my choice. He said, you know, it's the, like basically saying it's the right. Lions' choice. They got to offer me the contract. And I'll they, take it. And, and you have if, to. If, if they do not, they are the, yeah. the stupidest. I mean, they already are, in my opinion, but they're probably <laughs> the, 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 that would just top it off. And it only makes sense. And you're going back to the Matt Miller. Yeah, exactly. And I like, I'm not trying to hate the guy as a quarterback. I do think he is a good quarterback. He is one of the top, I'd say, top 10 quarterbacks in this league. But I just I, I can't consider the guy elite until he wins something. Right. He had he had no okay he had no running help. What were like like the Lions were close to last in rushing this season. True, they? I'm they not are sure. They haven't finished yeah, in the top fifteen. Well, since they are every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, he had no running back help. Uh, the defense it was super predictable for the defense and wide receivers. I mean, Golden Tate he's he's straight of course, but wide receiver help. I mean, I think it got a little worse after. Um, Kelvin Johnson left. Even though there's more of them, there's more quality. Uh, Anquan Bolden, I think he's kind of washed up. It was a good core, core, but you don't have an elite guy. Yeah, you, you, don't, and you, don't, you don't really you have, don't, have you don't have any size. They're True. all used to. You look at Marvin Jones True. and Golden Tate are both like what five eleven. Yeah, and Golden you need Tate. Least, and, and Stafford likes to throw it high. Yeah, oh, he no, sure. guys a lot. He needs well, a guy that's like six. It three, seems six, like four. this year to me, they just took that play completely out of the playbook. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, Calvin Johnson's gone, so yeah. why would we throw it deep anymore? I know you don't have the size anymore, but geez, it's like the dude's arm still had something to do with it. I mean, I, right, I, right. That, that, but that's besides the point. It just made me mad. No, I, and I, I can definitely see that perspective of no. I mean, I'm looking at their rushing totals right now in the season, and it looks like their high was what, uh, 69 yards. Looks like the highest against wow. uh, the Green Bay <laughs> from Zach Zetter. Was that wow. like of all people team-wise or just for one guy for like a for like a rusher like okay. a running yeah. back yeah, yeah a, a yeah, single player now obviously not. If it was rushing totals, that would just be a whole other. I mean, but, that's awful. But they do got to figure out a way to run the ball. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah, sure. Abdullah can finally be healthy next year because he showed some things in week one against the Colts. Yeah. I think him and Riddick are a dangerous combo. No, for sure. They're for both sure. like twins yep. back there, and you need those guys. Oh, yeah. And your old line has really got to start coming along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think no, pass, protect, sure. pass protection, they're getting better. Yeah. Stafford didn't get sacked nearly as much no, as he, he had in the he, past. He had a, good pass blockers, for but sure. But you got to find a way to open those holes, help out your running backs a little bit. And Stafford was better mobile this year, too, I think, than I've ever oh, seen. He definitely him. Oh, yeah. he the definitely way he was. moved around, oh, got around. Because, I mean, when he was under pressure, he would find ways to get out of it and still make a play. Stafford, the last impressive. couple years, would just sit there and take a sack. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's no Aaron Rodgers continues. when it comes to moving around. No, for sure. And the other reason I still got to give the guy a lot of credit is, like we've talked about, he had three, he had, well, two new receivers this year. And I mean, he made it like it was no problem. Still finding ways to get it out to him, and I mean, the guy—he's he's a great quarterback. And I—I I think next year, they could be. You know, I—I I just don't see them being much better than the same kind of team that they are right now. Mm-hmm. And their schedule is harder next year. I don't have it in front of me right now. Could get that up, but I—I'm—I. Do you guys remember what conference they have to play against? I can't like the other. Do you mean division? Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, division, like, it's like yeah. the AFC something. I'm not sure. I forgot yeah, what I it know. is. Um, it's not the. They played the South this year, so it won't be that. Yeah, I'm trying to get that up right now. Yeah, out of the out of those uh, Lions receivers, though, like uh, I had a lot of respect for Anquan Bolden coming in, coming into the season. Hope they yeah, he. Hope they resign. You know, he, he claims himself to be that uh, that all-around mm-hmm. football player. Blocking, catching, you know, he everything. Is. Locker room guy. But uh, right at the end of the season, in the playoff game, he had those um, unsportsmanlike conduct uh, calls. And yeah. that yeah, really just, yeah. right there, I just, you know, that really kind of let, let him go for questionable, me, though. Look, Especially, they didn't call the one where the Seahawks Bolton lift up Stafford and threw him on the ground. <laughs> yeah. How do you not call that? Yeah, okay, yeah. But you yeah, call the rest, Bolton on the sideline for yeah, showing for the guy out of his way. Those are bad yeah, there's, there's no, there's, 
no doubt that the, the, that there is refs. It always happens there. to Detroit too. Yeah, it's and not, it always it's happens. Not to Detroit. like it's just That's a thing. Sure. It, it, it does always, actually yeah. happen to Detroit. It's bad. yeah. But it's I think that after the you know after the after the whistle penalties like that, they're just really. There's no one else to blame. That reminds me of the Jim Schwartz years a little bit. You got to keep your cool. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. I remember mm-hmm. Titus Young and in the like Nick Fairlane Sue used to pull that crap all the time. <laughs> it drove me yeah. crazy. Oh, I, I big do, fan of Sue. I do have this schedule up in front of me now, and they have to play Atlanta next year. These are out of division team, like out of the NFC North teams. Right. They have to play Atlanta. They have to play Carolina. They have the Browns. Win. They have Pittsburgh. Loss. And then they have to go and play Baltimore. They Loss. have to play the Saints. Win. Um, they have to play against Tampa Bay, who is a good upcoming team. Ooh, they got the yeah. they got the Bengals, and then yeah, the rest of all division. Yeah, kind of a tall so I look at that there. compared to the, some of the teams they got to play against yeah. this year. I think it's a lot tougher of a schedule if you ask. Me yeah, next. Year. I really don't know because they don't have you don't have a uh, you don't have Dallas. You don't have, you don't have really Giants in there. I think the only really tough one in there. The best team on that sounded like um, Atlanta to me. Yeah, for sure. Outside of them, was there really that many good teams? Also, teams I think teams. I, I mean, think Carolina they, could come back and be a good team. I think Pitts and that'll if, be the big one. Yeah, see, exactly. They can either be great or they can be Pittsburgh crap is definitely sure. a good team. They're not going to be yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's a loss um, too. They're, but I think Cleveland, Cincy, those could, those are both th- wins. those are both winnable games, no, no doubt for sure. And I mean, they, they beat the Saints this year too. So I mean, and the Saints, yeah, they always steamroll them. So yeah, exactly. So that. I mean, that that's still a game that they can win. But Baltimore, I don't think they beat Baltimore. I don't. It's Tampa Bay, that's another game that's not a gimme win. Is that like a home or a loss? Had some of those this year. Um, The Tampa Bay game is at home. And okay. the Baltimore's probably on the road. Baltimore game's at home, though. Oh, too. oh wow. Actually, yeah, no. They I might be able that. to pull it those is those road. Oh, that's okay. a loss. For some okay. reason, this yeah. website has a setup where the Lions are always like we're in the home slot team, but then oh. it shows a city next to it. <laughs> right. Um, it's got actually Baltimore and Tampa are both on the road. <laughs> The last, okay. three, the last three yeah, games, last three games right. are on the road. They have Baltimore, Cincy, and Tampa all on the road to end the season next year. Let, let's wait. Oh yeah, last four, five, what six? The last six games cannot all be on the road. These must wow. not be in order. Whatever I'm looking at no, right here, because <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, what year no way. yeah the these are the scheduled games at home on the top. I think. Okay, then, with any okay, so they, right <laughs> they have a yeah. they have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six away <laughs> games, and then one, and then of two, course your three division yeah, ones. Yep. So they have yeah. more home games than away games next year. Okay. And most of them. It'll be the it'll definitely be interesting. Before we get there, um, free agency in the draft. There's gonna be a lot of needs that have to fail. This is Bob Quinn's chance right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really That's his big sure. first off season. He just had his first regular season. He can he now sees what he needs. It'll be interesting what him and uh in the squad do. They're keeping Caldwell. Yeah. I know a lot of fans oh, are yeah. about that. That's an uh, Caldwell. Early predi- mm-hmm. Right now, just give me a number. Know. No explanation needed. What's the record next regular season? Andy? I'm gonna go right back to what I said this year and I was wrong. But I'm gonna say seven and nine. I think, it's not, I think it's another, and if not, their ceiling's nine and seven again. I think okay. that they're an average team. They're Dylan? anywhere yeah. in between those records. There's no way they they do better in nine and seven next year. I think I agree with Andy. Maybe like a six and ten team at the most. Yeah, I okay. mean, like it's just hard to really expect anything from the Lions. I'd rather be surprised with a with a few more wins than expect a few more wins and be disappointed. They showed you know? this year they can find a way. This is the other stat with the whole fourth quarter comeback thing that are, that some people are so proud of. They came back against a bunch of bad and average teams in the fourth yeah. quarter. Shouldn't they have to do that. Sure, really good team. They came true. back against true. teams that that's, they should have been ahead and that's how ahead I look at it. A factor no, not, not a lot of people are talking about injuries killed them this year. Oh yeah, you oh, have your top yeah, two running sure. backs the whole year. Right. You're, you're two, you're two, maybe your two best alignment hurt no for the doubt. last couple games of the season. Mm-hmm. Ziggy and Levy were Levy gone the whole season. Oh, Slay yeah, yeah. was gone for a big part. No, yeah, they injuries are a big part. Can't forget about mm-hmm. that. We're gonna assume that most of those guys come back healthy next year. True. Now I'm gonna go ten and six. I'm gonna say Bob oh, Quinn wow. addresses some needs in free agency, has a good draft. 
I'm gonna say they make the wild. They get the wild card again and go ten and six. Hot take. Probably losing the first year. Hot right. take. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's only a game that, better than this year. Is it no, really I know. I mean, yeah, they, they they could improve. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like they, impossible. Yeah. It's not. Ten and six is that. We'll it should be impossible for most we'll teams though. Mm-hmm. It's been 25 years since they've made the playoffs back to back years. Right. But they've gotten their two out of three years in a call. Well, we'll see what they can do next year. Yeah, we'll see. Really quickly, um, some real football games this uh, this weekend. Some actual teams. On Saturday, we got the Texans in the Patri- at the Patriots, and we got Seattle, Atlanta. Really quick, Dylan, who you got in those games? I'm taking Atlanta, and of course the Patriots. I think the Patriots okay. are going to go on to win the Super Bowl. Actually, I, just, I agree with that. Tom Brady's just too good. The rest of the team, I mean, they could just throw in anybody for the rest of the team. But you Tom got Brady Matty Ice beating uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think that, be, that's going to be a really good one. That's going to be a good one. If that's it's in for Seattle, sure. different story. Mm-hmm. At Atlanta. Could be close. Yeah, I think that Seattle would actually pull it off if it was in Seattle, but um, since it's at Atlanta, I'm taking As that. Cullen said so many times to me last semester, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I, I got, pulled the Lee Corso on I, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got Seattle taking that game. I, okay. If you want me to be just, I'll go straight forward <laughs> at there right now. My Super Bowl is a rematch of the Patriots in Seattle. I got that game coming back again because I really think that Seattle's a team that everybody's just kind of pushing under right now and I, I don't mm. think that the Falcons have enough playoff experience really to overcome that game I think that Seattle gets the job done gets the win and I and I obviously think the Patriots are going to win the game at their end it's not I don't think it's gonna be much of a game at all really they're playing Houston right yes. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's so not, okay chance. that's not gonna be a game but no yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely taking the Patriots to win that game taking Seattle not so fast my <laughs> friends I coming in here I literally circled Seattle but now that I'm thinking about it more and more, Seattle really doesn't seem that great it's on the road game. this year. It's a great match. They're without Earl Thomas. The Falcons, they, they've been great all year. Mm-hmm. They nearly won at Seattle mm-hmm. earlier. There was a pass interference that wasn't called late on Sherman. I think Julio Jones goes nuts all over Richard Sherman. Oh, I think they're going to line yeah. him up all over. I think I think Falcons win by a touchdown in this game. I think they're going to come out ready to play. Seattle, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll limit Rawls. They're going to make Wilson beat them. And I don't think Seattle's that really that great this I think, year. I think another thing that really made, persuaded me towards Seattle is them playing last week, too, and not having all this time off from game action. It does, yeah. That's proven it, it either hurts teams or yeah, it makes you good. Exactly. There's really no in between. And, yeah. I, and I, I don't know. I feel Sometimes like it's not going to sit around too long. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we'll go. Oh, and then, of course, I have New England the other game. Let's, oh, let's be honest. Yeah. Outside Texans it's fans, no who really <laughs> doesn't think the Patriots are going to Tom Brady is going to roll them. Outside really the Texas organization. I'm not so sure their fans even think they're going right, to win right. this game. <laughs> All of the but, inflated balls in the world won't stop the Patriots yeah, from winning. Yeah, I mean, sure. And then on Sunday, <laughs> we have the really good games. We have Steelers at Chiefs, Green Bay at Dallas, the one everyone's talking cool. about. Mr. Getz, who do you got? Green Bay at Dallas. That is going to be a classic. That one's for sure. I'm, I'm thinking that this is probably going to be one of the best games in the NFL playoffs this year. I mean, whatever happens, even in the Super Bowl, I think Packers and Cowboys, that's going to be one to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. I regret it, but I'm taking uh, Packers. Oh, Red don't Hot say Packers. It. No. I am a Lions fan, yes, but I think that Aaron Rodgers, like if you look at the, the quarterback matchup, I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers is just too good and too experienced to lose to the Cowboys, especially when they're red hot at the end of the season right now. Uh, and then, of course, I have the Steelers. Um, Antonio Brown, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben, they're just going to tear up the Chiefs defense, even though – Chiefs defense has been extremely good, good this good. so far, but I think that uh, their talent just just 
They're going to win. <laughs> Andy, quickly, who do you got? I, I, I think if we're going to go Steelers and KC, I'm definitely going to pick Steelers too, but not by a lot. I'm talking by either a game-winning field goal or touchdown or something like that. That Kansas City team has found so many different ways to score with that, with either their offense, defense, or special teams this year. Yeah. How about Tyreek Hill? Guy's awesome. But, no, I, I think that I think that with Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell all finally healthy, I think that's everybody points. Last too. week was the first mm-hmm. playoff game those three played together. Yeah, exactly. They've always yeah. been one guy last couple years. Years. They they lit about it up time they had the three at a monster together. It's right. a crazy statistic that, is, that it's like that, and that's why I think that they're going to win this game, and they're definitely going to be a challenge to the Patriots. That is going to be that's a great sure. football game. And then if I had to go on the other side, this is a really tough pick as well because both these teams, I mean, you got Green Bay playing as hot as they are, and Aaron Rodgers has been here before, and this is a really young Dallas team, at least from the skill positions, where you got um, Zeke and Dak both playing their first playoff game. I... I'm gonna give it to Dallas just because it's at home. I think they're I think they're finally gonna kind of break their their curse a little bit of not being able to do anything in the playoffs, and they're finally gonna I think they're finally gonna do something this year at least till they run into Seattle. But um, no, I I I would I'm taking Dallas over Green Bay, but not by much there either. Good pick, good pick. Oh, also <laughs> quote the course. Somebody agrees with you. Yeah, good pick. Yes, 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 yes. I got Dallas at home. Too much firepower. Yeah, I don't think Aaron Rodgers. While Aaron Rodgers has won a bunch of big games to end the season, he didn't really do it in a hostile environment like that. No. They did beat Seattle at Lambeau. Detroit was really the hardest place they had to play. Detroit was loud. Four yeah. field ain't that hard. Um, going to Dallas with how good they've been this year. Jerry Jones and the boys, they get they get it done, mm-hmm. especially without Jordy Nelson. Or no, no, Randall Cobb is the one that's hurt. Randall right. Cobb's up. Randall yeah. Cobb got hurt. No, Nelson got Jordy, hurt too. Jordy is not for sure to Jordy, play. I know that. Le- for Leon sure, yeah. Hall, Leon Hall hurt. Yeah, him. Leon Hall of all so people might, from Michigan. Right? So I think if Jordy doesn't go, if Randall Cobb's beat up. He doesn't really have that many options outside of that. Devontae Adams is good. But Zeke tore them up in Lambeau. He's good to do it again at home. Give me the boys. The other one I think will be closer. The Steelers, you got the three-headed monster. But forget about it. I'm going with the Chiefs and Arrowhead. It's a, that's oh. such a tough place to play. It is. That's it's, the it's, loudest that's stadium in that NFL football. That's why that be interesting. And, it's yeah, crazy to me, but that's game. the loudest stadium in NFL football. The Chiefs will find a way to get it done. I don't know how, but Alex Smith the, will find a way. The way that Pittsburgh has been this year has got to make you wonder. They've been so up and down, like, you know, inconsistent with their games. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Right, right. Either way, it's going to be a fun weekend to watch. Oh, I'm excited to get back here football. and oh, grade oh, those games and then talk about the AFC Championship. I'm pumped to get back here and talk about that. Great playoffs. The wild card weekend was kind of lame. This weekend we're yeah. going to see the real teams playing. We're going to see the we're going to see some talented teams <laughs> that's, playing. That's let's, that's, let's that's right. That. It's, it's a change for once. It's yeah. nice. Okay, nice. we're going to wrap up with our usual stud and duds. I will go first. My stud is the boy from Flint, Mr. Thomas Rawls. Grew up loving him at Flint, uh, Southwestern. Um, just a great player. Should have played more at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brady Hope was an idiot. Came here to see me was great, and I love what he's doing with Seattle. Tore up the Lions. You know what? Good for him. I'm happy for him. So I'm going with Thomas Rawls. Dylan, who you got for your stud? For my stud, I got, of course, I got Deshaun Watson. Put the team on his back. 405 yards passing out of 30 out of 47 completions. Four touchdowns, the one interception. But I think he deserves it, definitely, after after losing last season to Alabama and coming back and just – it was kind of like a good storyline for Deshaun Watson, you know. I'm going to stay right here in Mount Pleasant with my stud. I'm one that not a lot of people probably have out there that you know don't pay attention too much to the Central Michigan sports, although I'm sure many of you do. Um, Presley Hudson last night, I, I cover the Central Michigan women's basketball team here. She scored 43 points last night and set a single-game record for CMU. I'm a Girk record. I know Marcus Keene scored 44, but that was away. So for McGurk points, she set the record last night with 43. 
I was sitting there just watching it. It was it was literally like watching Steph Curry play. I mean, every <laughs> time she would put up a shot, you really believed it was going to go in, and she, she made it every time. Her it was unbelievable. She made nine three pointers. That's, That's also a record that she tied for the most made in the game at at McGurk Arena. I mean, just un unbelievable. I mean, last night what she did. So she she's got my stud. And if you're a Central Michigan basketball fan, not that the men's team's been very uh you know as you would know, Cullen. Not very uh, good right now. You got right. to see Marcus Scheme put up 44 this year and all the other games he's had with points, and you got to see Preston. It's, ex- it's, exciting. Yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, we arguably sure. have the two best scoring point guards in the Yeah, in seriously, the yeah. <laughs> like, they're, at they're this crazy. point right now, yeah. Right. yeah. I, sh- I actually played against her at the sack last year. Oh, I know who she was at the time. It was her. It was like Tiana Moore, yep, whatever. Yep, yep. She's, I accidentally shoved well. her to the ground. I was po- she was posting oh me. I accidentally, she got mad at me, and then I was, and then I had the pleasure of guarding uh, Hudson oh on the outside. She just shot over me every time. She oh, didn't yeah. miss. I was like, holy crap! No, she, she probably she's embarrassed. Yeah, un- sorry, that girl can freaking shoot. She's oh, an unbelievable God. shooter. I didn't know who she was and, at the time. And the last whole country of, knows who she is now. She set oh, a career yeah. high with thirty six, three or four, three four games ago, mm-hmm. and then the next game had thirty five. Blows And then I mean, still at over twenty the game after that, and then forty three. I mean, just unbelievable. And she's a sophomore. I mean, she just think miss. about that's that. That's it? it. Yeah. Oh right. my god. Phenomenal. She's Sue's, still got two more years Sue's left. Going that. nuts. Yeah, for the sure. Possibilities. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> All yeah, right. So to the not so pleasant duds, mm. my dud is the uh, is the also great Nick Saban, who wasn't so great maybe over the weekend. I just think he made a big mistake firing Lane Kiffin. I think you have all that chemistry mm-hmm. coming in. You can't you can't do that to your players and expect them not to come out and play the same way, especially when you've been having the same guy call the plays. You have someone else now. While he's been around the team, it's it's not going to be the same as that game plan. You're mixing up. You don't do that before the championship game. You do that before the regular season or somewhere in the middle. You can't expect your guys to come out and play the same way. Yeah. i got to put this loss on Nick since the offense didn't do what it's normally been doing. So I'm saying, Nick Saban, you are my dud this week. Dylan? Uh, for my dud, my first dud of uh, Unsportsmanlike, I got Derrick Rose. Uh, <laughs> as we all know, he uh, didn't show up to the game against New Orleans a few nights ago. Which was pretty bad. He didn't tell anybody except for his former teammate. Well, his teammate, current teammate and former teammate at the Bulls, um, Joakim Noah, and he just let him know that he was okay. He didn't yeah. say why he didn't show up until the next day. <laughs> Ridiculous, he was fine. I think it was like 200 grand or something. <laughs> I don't for show it. up to my job, I get yeah. fired. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah. If I don't part. show up to my job, you know I won't be able to come back there even if I wanted to. Um, now, a couple days later, he asked for a max. Or, well, he tells the tells the media he wants a max contract, and uh, even though he is um, back from his injuries now and he's driving like he used to back in the MVP days, uh, there's no way he's going to get a max contract in today's NBA. Right. So um, I think that was even crazy at that. And then after after that whole you know situation kindly finally mellowed out. Um, he had a plus minus of negative twenty one against the seventy sixers last night. Oh my lord. Which they went on to lose that, that game by one point. So I think uh Derek Rose, he stay he stays taking else. So uh <laughs> Rose. Yeah. Sure. All right, and I'll wrap Andy? up with the duds. I'm gonna go with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Um that in a big game where you finally you know, you finally get back to the playoffs, talk about it so much. Where was he the day before? I think it was Miami, Florida, or something like that, partying with people. And Eli called him out for it after the game, and I think Eli Manning had every right to do so. 
And, I mean, he had th- three drops in that game. Uh, one of them was for a touchdown. A three couple, huge drops. Yeah, exactly. A mm-hmm. few for big first downs in the game. You're, you want to call yourself the best receiver in the league, and I really think he is when his head is on right. But that's his problem. He doesn't have a good attitude all the time. He's always talking a lot of trash. He's not. It, it seems like he focuses on other things outside of the game more than in the game. And when you, get, when you do that kind of thing before a playoff game, when you're talking about how happy you are to finally get back to it, that's ridiculous. That's why OBJ is my dad. He needs a humbling, and that's why he's not Antonio Brown because oh, Antonio yeah. exactly. Brown is humble. Yeah, ex- and yes, actually puts exactly. him the acts like he's the best guy on and off. He the still field. tweets at us back here. Most people wouldn't right. do that kind <laughs> of thing. I've uh, seen this documentary. He works his butt off. Yeah, every it's single night. Sure. unbelievable. He wants I to love, stay the best. I love Antonio Brown. And that's why mm, mentality. You always you always hear the diva wide receivers: Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. So he figures that out. He won't be the best. Sure. But that's all we got today here from Sportsman Like Conduct. Uh, we hope everyone has a good weekend, a pleasant Martin Luther King Day on Monday. For Andy, Dylan, I'm Cullen. We'll talk at you next time. Check ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.